Welcome. This is Karen Modakaitis, and you're listening to How She Really Does It, the place where inspiration and possibility meet. Today, I'm going to be challenging your brain. I'm going to be challenging our cultural programming, and I'm really, really excited for you. And hopefully, at the end of this, you will feel lighter. You will feel more energized and inspired to take action so that you can live your best life, the version of your best life. What is your best life? Before we get started, I want to do a shout out to Wisconsin Sunshine and Smiles, who left an iTunes review over the holidays. And she said, holiday spirit with all the events and tasks to complete at work and home to prepare for the holidays and a long vacation from work. I missed many Friday podcasts. After a long two days of shopping for Christmas gifts, I was so thankful for your podcast as I wrapped the many gifts in my basement. I completed all the wrappings in no time at all as you were there with me and as I wrapped and was supported by you and grew by listening to you to aid me in the days ahead of spending time with family. Thanks so much for smiling big for us, sending sunshine and smiles from Wisconsin. Oh, I love that. I love that I was with you and I could support you and do that task. And you bettered. Martha Beck has this tool called the three B's, bag it, barter it, or better it. And you can bag it and just not do Christmas gift presents. You can barter it and have somebody else do it or buy it and have somebody else wrap it, or you can better it. And that's exactly what you did. You brought in this podcast to listen to it as you went through and batched all those wrapping of the presents. So yay you, I'm very excited for you. And yes, I am smiling big for you guys, because you guys, I really, really believe that there's a better way. We can live a better way. And the crux of it is it's not about doing more, which is today's show, do more, be more and live more. The crux of it is we can live a better life. And some of it is we need to remove all the crap that's around us and we need to stop hustling. So before I get started real quick, I want to just say that for those of you who like to find it, like I know I love to go in and I like to find a Netflix show or an Amazon show where I can go in and I can watch episodes and the great things like our brains are now hardwired. Like when I started this show in 2006, we didn't have that. We're kind of like, okay, yeah, once a week so on and so forth. But our brains are hardwired to really batch stuff and to go through it. There's over 650 shows on this show. Now, I don't want to overwhelm you, but there's a lot of great content. Go into the archives and listen. I do interviews with people and then I've been doing these monologues and it's about taking that intellectual stuff and really listening to it and getting in your bones and changing the way you see the world. Dr. Dwayne Dwyer says, when you change the way you look at things, the way you look at things change. And this show has always been about the windows of possibility for you. What is possible for you? And when you can see examples of a better way, it allows you to dream a different way. Okay, so we're going to talk about do more, be more, live more. So let me tell you a little story. On the outside, your life looks really good. You do the work that looks good. You went to the right schools. You have good friends. You're in a committed relationship and you are involved in life. 
those around you in your life consider yourself a high achiever. They consider you to be hard on yourself and you kind of are perplexed, like hard on myself. What are they talking about? You knew they think that you set really high standards for yourself. Now, the thing is on the insides, your insides don't match your outsides. You know, that confusion of wait, why am I hard on myself? Like, how is that possible? I just can't get it all done. There's something wrong with me. Well, it's because you have these expectations of yourself that aren't humanly possible. And I understand because I have done the same thing most of my life. And I've had to learn that current just because you put it down on your to-do list. When I do my brain dump, I will always have more to do than humanly possible or even that I even want to do. Like some of the stuff is just obligations or things that I think I'm supposed to do, but I get it out of my brain and then figure out what's the important stuff. So I've learned over the years that of course the to-do list is crazy. And actually my to-do lists are much better now because I've worked on this for a number of years, but your insides don't match your outsides and the inside it's a shit show. But here's the problem. Your solution has been in order to feel better, you do more, you strive, you hustle for more accomplishment because you believe it's the accomplishments that's going to make you feel better. And what we know here on the show that I talk about all the time, our feelings come from our thoughts. It comes from the stories we tell ourselves. So even though you can get a lot accomplished and I've gotten a lot accomplished, I've still sat there at the end of the day going, oh, I'm such a loser, you know, and I would be filled with shame because I was like, I just didn't get it all done. I, I mean, the stuff I would do would be mind blowing for a human to get done in a day, but I felt shame afterwards. So I was striving for this accomplishment and getting this stuff done and doing this work and being really busy. And I thought I was going to feel better, but I felt more shame. I know we think that, look, if we just do more, we work harder, then we're going to be able to live more, right? But that's not what happens. That's what I told you before. So what I've come to learn is that this is overachieving. And this is the hamster wheel that you've been on for a long time. And the promise is once you achieve blank, then you will be blank. What are those blanks filled with for you? Here are some examples. I live in a university town. My daughter's a senior in high school. So this is a huge part of the bubble that I'm in right now. And I'm constantly dealing with this all the time anyways, because of the monster community. But often it's the belief of once you get into the college of your dreams, life will be good. Everything will be fantastic. Once you figure out your major, you'll be confident in your life choices. I used to tell myself that I went to a university that was on quarter system every quarter. So I was trying to figure out what classes to take and what my major was going to be. Every quarter, I was like, I just have to figure out my life. There was so much drama around it. And <laughs> it didn't dial up confidence because I wasn't sure. I didn't believe in it. And then it didn't dial up confidence. It just dialed up more insurity. And then it created me to be busy with all the drama in my head. I've got to make the right decision. I talk about it, I indulge in it. If you're wanting to have a partnership, a romantic relationship, and you want whether you want to be married or you want to be, I have a lot of clients that aren't quite sure if they want to be married and how that looks, but they know they want to be in a committed partnership. So then it's like, well, this guy will like me or this gal will like me, then I'll be worthy. Like if people like me, I'll be worthy. This can be friends in the workplace. If people like me, then I'm worthy. But it's that promise of once I achieve this, so then who do I need to be in order to get this result? Instead of me be me and the people that like me, that's fantastic. And the people that don't like me, that's fantastic. It's all fine. 
but it's this hustling for worthiness again. And it can also go into the job force, right? Once you get the job, like you are so heartfelt on getting this job. Once you get this job, you're going to feel safe. I can tell you how many of my clients, they get that job and they still don't feel safe because it's not about the job. It's not about that result that they're trying to create better feelings with. It's because they don't believe in themselves. Or it can be, you know, once you get this promotion you crave, you're going to finally be recognized for your value from other people. And then you finally get permission to own your own value with yourself. But that's backwards. We want to be able to value ourselves and understand what we do and the value we offer. It could be the example of once you get the home of your dreams, you'll now know you've arrived. You're there. You've made it. The problem is, is that each time you obtain the promise, it doesn't feel really good eventually, right? Maybe in the initial, you get that dopamine hit and you're like, oh, this is great. But the crash will come each time you go, oh, well, if you still don't believe in yourself, if you don't feel empowered, if you feel shame, it's still going to be there even when you obtain the result. You're still going to feel that feeling because the feeling comes from a story that you believe about yourself. So this idea of I need to do more, to be more, to live more is actually incorrect. You're going into the action of what actions do I need to take in order to feel better about myself. Our feelings come from what we believe. So it doesn't mean we can't create badass stuff and awesome achievements for ourselves and blow our own minds about what we do and how we live our life. But we want to feel good based on the internals because it's so much more sustainable. Remember how I started talking about this is that your insides don't match your outsides. How other people are perceiving you is probably how you want to be perceived more often than not, successful, intelligent, hard worker, whatever it may be. But on the inside, you're like, I'm a fraud. I'm lazy. I can't get it all done. There's something wrong with me. And there's this disconnect between how people are perceiving you and how you perceive yourself, which is a huge shame trigger. And your solution has been to do more (laughs) instead of let me go manage my mind. Let me go check in with what is going on over here. And then this is what creates a hamster wheel. And then you're like going on it, going on it, and you become exhausted and you beat yourself up more. You believe you're a failure, which then leads to feelings of shame. And it's just this downward spiral. So let's take a deep breath. What is the solution? The solution is actually to do less, which is going to create a shitstorm because you're going to feel extremely vulnerable because it's like, well, wait a second. Now in this space, what do I do? Well, one is you manage your mind. One is you manage your mind about how, what do you believe about yourself? How do you want to feel? If you want to feel confident about yourself, what is your truth today, right here, right now? really, really important. What is your truth? Where are you growing towards? What do you want to become better at? And why? Is it because you're hustling for somebody else's approval? Or is it because you really want to get better at something and you want to create a level of mastery within yourself just so that you know how to do it? It's always cool. Like I love to improve and I love to grow and I love to rest. Resting is really important, you guys. And it's so cool where I can go, wow, I learned this. And it can be on weird stuff. You know, it can be like learning how to cut an onion and mastering that, which for me is a high skill set for me. It can be learning how to do different things, you know, working a spreadsheet, whatever it is, that's your jam. Learning is fantastic, but we want to learn because it's about us challenging ourselves and growing, not about 
proving that we are good enough. So instead of do more, to be more, to live more, my invitation to you is do less, manage your mind, and live the life of your dreams. And when I'm saying do less, it's not just sitting on the couch, watching Netflix and eating bonbons, but do less of the stuff that really doesn't matter. And this is where you have to get out of the busy and the mind numbing stuff of the things that don't matter and be very deliberate with your time. But you have to go start with your brain and what is it that you think? What is it you believe? If you believe that in order to become more, you must do more, you must work harder and you must keep everything packed, that's going to override everything because that is your belief. So instead go in and question that belief and say, okay, what if I created some space here? And this is exactly what I've done over the years. What if I've created some space here? Could everything get done? Like, is everything going to be okay? Or is the ship going to sink and crash and burn? That's not allowed. And as you start to play with it and you start to learn, ooh, what are the important things that need to get done? And what are the things that don't need to get done? That has just been busy and it's just been my way to indulge, my way to hustle for worthiness. And you start to get clear about that. The other thing that has become such a game changer in my life, and this all started when I used to have coffee with my girlfriend is I just would block it off on my calendar. I started putting it in my calendar and that small step led to like pretty much everything goes on my calendar. It's always on there. And now I have it set. So now I have a constraint of this is how much time that I'm going to give to this task. And yes, does it sometimes get blown down? Absolutely. I was working on something yesterday and the audio wasn't working. And I'm like, seriously, like I know how to do audio, but it wasn't working. And so that's something I'm adding to today. And that's going to take up some other work that I was going to do. So those are the messes of life. And there's a learning curve with what I was doing but calendaring it, giving it a start time, giving it an end time. I have to be really deliberate about the end time because I too can go into, oh, I can just do this. I can do a bit more. I can do a bit more. But when you do a bit more and you work harder here, you do more here. What other areas are you taking away from your own life? So if you're a person that tends to overwork at work, are you taking away from your sleep, from your own health, from your relationships? I'm not talking about life balance. And that was on last week's show. I'm talking about like, are you living in line with your priorities and your values? And are you doing the work that really matters to you? Or are you just creating yourself really busy, but you're not putting out the quality and being deliberate with what you want. So instead of doing more to be more, what actually you need to do is do less, manage your mind and be you. And that is how you live more. And Yes, there's going to be all this drama because you're going to like say, I can't trust it. And I've done lots of little, little steps. Like one of the things that I started doing years ago, maybe 10 years ago, is I stopped doing email after eight o'clock at night. I used to think, oh, I have to email people right away. I just stopped. I tested it out. I'm like, well, if I stop working at eight o'clock at night, is everything going to be okay? Or is it going to blow up? And like nothing blew up. The business still continued on and became more successful. I was like, wow. So all that toiling away that was taking time away from my personal life, from my own time, from Corinne's me time, um, which is something I'm still learning to have, or my own sleep, I took that part out and I tested it out for a period of time. And now 99% of the time, I am not doing email after eight o'clock at night. It has been a beautiful thing in my life. So 
I often say, commit to the best case scenario and manage risk. As you go through this process of doing less in your life, commit to the best case scenario and manage risk. I'm not saying don't pay your bills or don't do this. I'm saying do less, get really clear on what is busy work or what is just keeping you busy, but it's not getting you the results that you want. And what are things that you can do to clean that up? So how I do it is that the most important things I schedule, I put it in and I usually get it done first thing because I know that those are the things that I can get done before the avalanche of all the unexpected happens. I'm really deliberate about the meetings that I have with my employees and when that happens and what my energy flow is. But I really work on doing less so that the quality of the work I do can be better and so that I can strive for excellence, learn and challenge and achieve the goals that I want, be myself and live my fantastic life that I have, live this one precious life aligned with my priorities and my values and be able to serve the people that are expecting from me, whether it's you here on the show, my clients, the Aqua Monster community, all the different arenas that I'm a part of. All right. So this is your opportunity to go and test this out, to do last so that you can be you and live more. How's that sound? It's going to be a little vulnerable. You're going to be like, ah, uncertainty, emotional exposure, risk. What am I going to do with myself? I'm going to be with me. I get it. But my friend, vulnerability is the pathway to everything that you want. Trust me. I hate vulnerability. I'm like, oh, this feels horrible. And I'm like, okay, but go test it out. Manage the risk aspect of it. And here's the thing. You may not believe in you right now, but I've got you. I believe in you. And I believe in your ability to change your life and make it better. Because isn't that what we want? We want to live our best lives. We want to be the best versions of ourselves and give yourself the permission to evolve and to grow and to fall down and to rise back up. Because here's the thing, my friend, I've got you. There's 650 shows here. Use them to plug in and to put this stuff into your brain and surround yourself. I'm in your support seats and so are my episodes. We've got you. And if you want more than that, if you want interaction and you want coaching and you want accountability and you want help implementing, I've got you covered there too, because in February, my next group of enough is starting. So you can sign up and get registered now at www.howshereallydoesit.com forward slash enough, get signed up and we're going to do enough. We're going to implement it. So you live your life from a place of enough. It's been so cool. My uh, January group from 2019 is finishing this month and I was reviewing their enough foundations before our group call yesterday. And it was so cool to see like what their goals were and where they wanted to be in 12 months. And I was reviewing it. I'm like, holy moly, they got it. They did it. And I was feeling a little vulnerable, like going in going, okay, where are they going to be? And knowing their growth and stuff, but what was it exactly they wanted? And it'd been a while since I checked in on these forms and they did it. And if that is possible for them, my friend, it is possible for you to be enough, to live from a place from a love, to create the results that you want, to be a high achiever without overachieving, to be able to do excellent work without hustling for your worthiness. That is what we do in enough. And I'd love for you to join us until next time. My friend, you know that your voice matters. It matters to me. And so we're going to do two things here. We're going to one practice on your voice mattering and you owning your voice. And the other is 
preserving your brain juice. So the first thing I want you to go do is share your voice. Leave a review of the show on iTunes. Tell me what you love. Tell me why you're here. Your voice matters. And the second thing, if you haven't done it already, preserve your brain juice by making sure you hit the subscribe button and you're subscribed to the show. I'm smiling big for you. I can't wait to give you a shout out on the show in the future. Until next time. On a lake, she is dreaming. She is drifting. Never been so wild.